Well, hi everyone, it's Obiabuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories and insights that will enable you tap into the power of leading from the inside out. Our current season is focused on mental resilience among leaders, and I'm delighted to welcome on the show all the way from Tanzania, <laughs> Femi Omere. Femi, great to have you with us. Great to be here, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed, indeed. By the time this airs, it will probably be well into the New Year, but uh, absolutely okay, good. Happy New Year. Uh, just so our listeners and viewers get to know, uh, Femi Femi is a Nigerian UK citizen. He's the founder and managing director of Hosted in Africa Group Limited, uh, an entity established late 2020 that seeks to assist the popularization of Afrocentricity and its excellence as a force for global good. Now, I believe some are mm. describing Hosted in Africa as the new LinkedIn meets Amazon meets Facebook. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's no, see no pressure, that, no pressure, no pressure there, Femi. No pressure. Uh, Femi was uh, called to the Bar of England and Wales in 1999. He practiced in the UK for over a decade as a human rights specialist and remains an associate member of Garden Court Chambers London. Femi has been resident within the East African region since 2008, and in addition to providing legal services in the crossover between human rights and corporate commercial matters, he has become a recognized expert legal trainer. So Femi, from law to mm. entrepreneurship, <laughs> um, sounds like quite a journey, really excited about the conversation we're going to have on the show today. Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting that you, you couch it in those terms. I'm not sure I, I have done it in that way. It was more like this is a burning passion and desire of, of, of mine, uh, of many. And how do we just get it done? And, you know, whether I return to law, I don't know. But it's sure. like, look, you have one life. Let's do this thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting then. So let's dive in into that and it will give people a bit of an insight into who you are and your journey. But you, so you said it, it wasn't so calculated in a way. It's, hey, you've got this passion and you pursue it. So what did inspire you to make this transition? I know you're still a, mm. a lawyer, but you've set up this in, incredible venture uh, that is inspiring lots of uh, professionals across the African continent. So what was the seed of that? And um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the journey. Well, I think in your opening, you you, you know, referred to my heritage, my citizenship and, and all those things. And that's bundled up in, you know, in a myriad of, of, of things as as afflicts all of us, you know, we, we're all coming from so many different spaces. And as an African, um, a, a proud Pan-Africanist, I'm a proud Nigerian, proud of my citizenship to certain degrees. <laughs> jolly good. <laughs> yeah, jolly good. Um, you know, it's important to, for me to kind of um, live through that prism um, and, and for that prism to kind of really reflect your, your experiences, 
um, what's meaningful to your life, what's meaningful in, in the collective life that you live. So it's not just mm -hmm. my life, it's other people's lives as well. And I think that's really important that for me anyway, is that, you know, building something or, or trying to build something with others is really mm -hmm. like that collective inspiration that I've seen co culturally. I've seen it even in the UK, which is, you know, it's, we went through a particular era and we're still probably still in it where, you know, our lives are so atomized. It's so much the individual. Sure. And within that, of course, there are real pushes to form community again, be it mm -hmm. church, be it schools, be it universities, be it clubs and so on. So that kind of push pull between the individual and, and community is there all the time. Now, from an African perspective, in my view, mm -hmm. uh, that community life is entrenched in how we live on the continent of Africa. Yes, sure. there are the big urban centers, you know, Lagos, Nairobi, Dar es Salaam and all the rest, which are in some respects challenging that in some respects because it's mod modernizing in inverted commas in a sure. similar way with what's happened elsewhere. But for, for us, for many of us, it's how do you really bring those things together? How do you bring the individual and the community together and, mm -hmm. and for both to inspire one another? in that really mm -hmm. dynamic way. And I'll mention a word very quickly because I think it's really important to, mm -hmm. to kind of underpin this. Um, yes, the, the spirituality, my Christian life is there 100%. But one of the things about uh, sometimes the tension between, you know, your spiritual life and kind of what happens out in society more generally is that because religions have been used in particular ways, there's a mm -hmm. tension as to how much can we draw into our, you know, spiritual commitments. Yeah. Ubuntu, yeah. which is, you know, if you like, and I would say an African concept, but it's a universal concept. It's mm -hmm. actually an underpin to so much of what I believe and what many of us believe is somehow missing as a seed point. And it's reflected, it's reflected in our great religions, in our great spirituality, which is, you know, you know, a person is a person because of other persons. Mm. This is, you know, this is a center point as opposed to the kind of Descartian starting point of I think, therefore I am, which is, you know, if you think about how, you know, Western societies have developed over the last, you know, hundreds of years, it's very much vortex through you know, that Descartian uh, uh, prism. And sure. we're saying, actually, it may have a place, but is that the center core space of mm. humanity that mm -hmm. I think of myself first and that brings about my humanity? Mm. Or is it in that African sense, to his sense, that I exist because of my community? We are as one. Mm. So it's really bringing in that relational um, aspect to you know, how we do things. And it's a challenge because we, you know, we've all been affected, mm -hmm. um, sometimes positively and sometimes not so positively by a, a very powerful force that posits human individuality first. Mm. So I think that, you know, we're, we're in an era where we need to challenge that because we are seeing the pillage of the earth. And we need to challenge it in a very strong way. So I'm opening with some deep stuff here. But you know, for me, for me, this is what's so important to get across to, to myself, to my children, to you know, our communities, and for other people to kind of come in this and build up that force. Yeah, you know, let's let's yeah. do things from a different center point.
Yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, I let you, you said you're, you're coming in with some deep stuff already. <laughs> if, if I hadn't told the, our listeners and viewers that you're a lawyer, I think they'd already have sensed that because <laughs> Femi has made his case. <laughs> right but, but what's interesting, though, in you making your case, what we can see is your heart come through because, you know, as a lawyer, you did a lot of work around human rights. So you've clearly got a heart for our humanity right our, our mm. collective well-being and needs and and rights and so mm. in it's no surprise that you've started a venture that is about drawing on and celebrating and fueling or perhaps refueling mm. that sense of community and how we can do so much more together than we can individually um i i love that so how what's how easy has it been to to make that transition was it just a, a natural hey here's a passion i've got and so therefore let let's move forward um and i, no, I might, no, I might no. be leading the witness here but yeah <laughs> i'll draw on as no, many legal no 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 uh, not, like an easy thing. not easy at all I, in fact i was in a dream job i can't lie to you and and i'm still um in very good terms with my my former em employers um aln africa legal network i'll give them a shout out um you know tremendous collective of, of law firms and, and and so on and individuals and really trying to make a big splash or not trying they are making a big splash in, in the kind of African um, global African um, space um, I, I set up the academy there and, and did some interesting work uh, and continue to to assist where I can uh, however for me working within the confines of, of a legal space and, and that's broad by the way of course it's not narrow I felt that there was an even broader um, constituency to kind of draw upon and, and pull together. And I wasn't oh. certain I could do that within that environment. And so, so that was the first poll. So that was, that was, you know, sure. even just come from a career point of view, financially, let's not even get into that. Sure. You know, when, you, when you're starting something, you have to feel the pain or don't start. <laughs> Let me just say that now, feel the pain. So yes, I'm feeling the pain, but that's fine because sure. as you say, the passion is there and um, the conviction that you have is not just about your own personal, oh, I believe in this project. You know, I have to pray, I have to meditate on this and I have to speak, I have mentors on what I'm doing and you surround yourself with, you know, um, a spiritual force, um, a, a human force which is equally spiritual to kind of guide and propel this. And, you know, it, it's not linear. It, it will take the form it takes. And mm. if you believe in this thing, it, it will happen. And I fundamentally believe in it. And let me just say one thing, and I, I'm going to share this. And, and somebody said this to one of my mentors said to me the other day, I hope she's listening. And <laughs> she said to me, she said, Femi, you know what? Hosted in Africa is not yours. And I said, that is the point. It's not mine. It's mm. ours. Mm. And when it's when that's understood and when this thing launches out and gets and it, and it kind of takes a bite, I think people will understand that it's ours because we're doing wow. something very different. It's going to be tremendously powerful yeah, if it does yeah. what it's written on the tin and it will. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the transition, wow. it was not easy, but the, sure. what makes it easier is that kind of real desire to be part of something that's ours. Mm, mm, mm. Lovely. Th thanks for sharing that and for just yeah sharing honestly about the pain and the challenge as you know my big focus is helping leaders uh, develop uh, an internal strength a strength that comes from the inside out mm. and you you said something there about needing to feel the pain and, mm. and you're feeling it but but you're still going ahead and so i, I want to dive into the main theme, which mm. is just resilience and, and understand how do you see that? What, what part is that playing for you in what you're doing? And some people will watch this and so they'll know why I'm saying what I'm about to say. Others will listen to this, but you've got some photos of some incredible African leaders behind you. You know, Wally Shoyinka, um, MLK, Martin Luther King, um, Nelson Mandela. Mm. And I'm just curious you know, how much of their own life and story inspires you. So I've thrown a few questions mm. at mm. you, but as a lawyer, <laughs> I think you can take all of that. So yeah, just, just how much does resilience play in, in your, your journey and what's the influence from some of these incredible mm. leaders that you have uh, behind um, you? you? You know, our individual lives, which are um, ours, but of course, are part of other people's lives as well, but we're interdependent, as we know. Um, they, they come with so many twists and turns, and really, regardless of where you are demographically, um, where you are on the, you know, on the economic line, the social line, or what have you. And I think that going through, you know, parts of my, you know, childhood or early adulthood and some of the, the pain there and, and having to navigate some of that stuff, and some of it was quite heavy, um, brought about a, a kind of personal resilience um, okay. and, and a belief and a belief that your immediate surroundings, however harsh they may be, um, do not determine who you are. Wow. Never. Wow. That, yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. And that's a great and I've given a lot of I've given a lot of thought to this. And and you know it's interesting um, when we think about you know our great books, be it the Bible, the Quran, or, or what have you, and and we we hear of the kind of miraculous things that are done in those times mm -hmm. and of course in our times hence these individuals here mm -hmm. is we are we are constantly reminded that you know things start here they don't start in the physical world mm -hmm. and that's why you can make a tremendous leap that's why somebody you know whose parents have perished and everything is on the floor is able to leap and go beyond that mm -hmm. sorry state of affairs now that's easy and to I say. Just wanna, that. Just want to say because yeah. when you said start here, you 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 pointed to your head, right? So it, it starts inside. It starts yeah. internally with what you think, what you believe, how you're able to imagine what's exactly. possible, right? And then exactly. pursue that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is so powerful and, and it's, we've heard it many times. We've heard people being in prison and how they're able to, you know, concentration camps. So we're reminded mm-hmm. consistently of the power of the mind. The power of the mind, though, I think it needs to be taken even deeper than that, because the the power of the mind could be, oh, the power of our consciousness. Mm -hmm. And there's something beyond the consciousness as well that Mm -hmm. we often are not in tune with. And I I, know, to be honest, most of us are not. And I'm saying that of myself because Mm -hmm. we're so busy. Mm -hmm. Where do we find that time and space to go beyond our consciousness? Mm. Because our consciousness is is designed to keep us alive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's designed to to find the root and to you know. And so sometimes it distorts the truth. Let's be honest with us oh, ourselves. Yeah. It distorts. So where do we go for that sense of you know essence? That sense of you know reality, the real reality. Mm. And and I you know that's through meditation, that's through prayer, you know the various means that people use. That's mm-hmm. through observing nature. Oh, there's nothing better than going out and just like, you know, almost being naked in your in your sense of self mm-hmm. and observing what's going on. And you're reminded. And you know those worries and all those things that you think are so important. Then you look. And children are wonderful for this, you know, the things they say or do in like, oh God, you know, from the mouths of babes, as they say. So I think, you know, finding space um to relate to your life to other people's mm-hmm. lives finding the good i think that's really important finding the good because there's a lot of negativity around and mm-hmm. um, but finding the good because that's what it ultimately is about you know and i say that not as in happiness because people kind of think that oh, we have to be happy all the time no there's so many seasons it's mm-hmm. not the issue the issue is is you know a kind of fulfillment of life a depth of life that we feel that we, we we kind of use our sensory you know almost perfection we're gifted with amazing kind of attributes and it's to really be in tune with those and how can we do is that part of our pursuit of life in itself and i think that if we, looking at the lives of others and what they've been through and what they've done and not doing an, an a b comparison because sometimes that can be intimidating how any of us necessarily going to live the life of Martin Luther King, Kwame Nkrumah, you know, but that's not the point. The point is that they give us a representation. They give us a representation of what life can be and how our participation in that. And I think, and this, this brings me on to another thing about um, iconography Mm -hmm. and the importance of it in our communities. And I start from there not because it's the be all and end all, but it's an important factor that, you know, modern day life is dealing with. Mm-hmm. We're babies in, in the universe, we're babies. And, you know, our plight as Africans is minute and we have to put it into perspective, but we're going to overcome that. But like, we have to understand some of the dynamics that go on and then bring about a new dynamic. I was in church the other week and I went up to the priest after, I said, look, I'm in Africa and I'm still confronted with the iconography, iconography of, mm-hmm. of Europe. Mm-hmm. That's problematic. It's not problematic in Europe because it ought to have been done that way. Because what does the Bible say? Or And I'm not bringing in that, but this is an important point. The Bible is talking about we are made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it stands to reason that you create an image that looks like you. So it must happen there. But now I'm in Africa. Mm-hmm. We want and ought to have icons that look like us, that resemble us, so mm-hmm. that our children, when they're reading passages like that, when they, they connect with mm-hmm. themselves. And so we now start to believe that much mm-hmm. more. So these are kind of the, the human dynamics because there's the practical side as well as mm-hmm. the spiritual side. And how do we connect these things up? And this, you know, it's a puzzle that is, you know, beyond us a lot of the times. But again, having silence, finding space mm. is ultimately important. And I take it one other step further, which is where do you want to end up at? And that's a big question, not just for, you know, your individual life, but even like, you know, if, if I've been, and many of us have been really passionate about how do we as, as in our communities, as black communities, African communities, Caribbean communities, what you, you name it, how do we bring about a better reality for ourselves in terms of you know, equity and justice? Yeah, that's an important theme in, in most of our lives. Okay, we attain that. What is the end goal? What do we ultimately want for humanity? Sure. And that's why I think, you know, without that picture, we, we, I believe that we can get to a, a, a kind of stagnant point. Ultimately, in my view, we want a world where we are brothers and sisters. We are a, a one race, a one peoples. Now, of course, we know we're close to that mm. in some respects, but actually we are that. And it's that, mm-hmm. that kind of duality of challenging it, but seeing something else, challenging it, but seeing something mm-hmm. else that causes a lot of tension, but we've got to aim not just for bringing about an equitable kind of life Mm. for all peoples, Mm. our peoples, but for all peoples. I think that's the end goal. And that's, you know, it's difficult because, you know, you're confronted with something that's immediate to your community and our community, actually, it's pretty large, you know, one point whatever billion across the world. So, you know, these things are are vitally important to, to kind of at least think about so that we're moving and we don't stagnate and we don't cut off the possibilities that are there, you know, for relationships, be it South, South, be it with our brothers and sisters in Europe, in America, who don't look exactly like us. You know, these things are very, very important for, for, to get across, but at the same time, championing our peoples. Sure. No contradiction in it is absolutely consistent. Yeah. 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 It's, um, You've touched on a lot of things, uh, and I just want to react to a few of the things that I thought would be very relevant for everyone uh, listening. I mean, it it all is in a sense, but this idea of finding space, right, Mm. to to connect with our deeper self, and Mm. and you talked about children, and and this is this comes up time and time again when I chat with people about resilience, because actually on one level, we've all got innate resilience. We Mm. just, it becomes layered over time with a lot of the busyness and the mess and Mm. and the focus of what we think we can see rather than Mm. when we go into nature, when we meditate, when we pray, depending on, on, you know, our faith perspective, our our level of spirituality, we're able to connect with something so much deeper and tap into Mm. that innate resilience to move forward, to want to do something 
contribute something incredible in this world. And, and what you were talking about there as well with this incredible vision of where we're moving towards and having a why that is so much bigger than you fuels a level of resilience in you to to keep going to move beyond the obstacles and the challenges you yes inspired by some of these greats but there's a a deeper connection and i bring this to you personally it seems there's a deeper connection to a much bigger vision mm. that keeps you moving that that keeps you mm. pushing through that keeps you um navigating those uh, obstacles uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I could put it in one word and this may surprise people, but I think the one word would be love. Wow. Yeah. The one word would be love because <clears throat> when you strip things down, I think that's the most powerful force in our lives. Mm. And recognizing that and, and not fearing that is really really um what's the word it's it kind of resolves all i, I don't mean in a love you know that love conquers all i don't want to get cliched here i don't sure. want to get cliched here but it, it's it's it, yeah what, what do you mean especially so yeah. just picture <clears throat> your uh, a leader in a you are running a factory in China. Mm. You um, oversee a telecoms business in the UK. You are um, launching a, a venture in, in Africa. You're in, in the States um, running a, a team of, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, tech guys, right, mm, in, mm. in Silicon Valley, right? Just so what does that look like for... Mm. how does love translate for them and, and how does that help them be more resilient what do you mean so what i would say is that um and this might you know come across weird because you know love is often reserved for our immediate nuclear family and that goes back to my point of <clears throat> the atomization of, of of life you know it's like if, if you consider that kind of broader concept of brother sisters keepers Mm -hmm. then your working situation, whatever it may be, that can be deployed to it 100%. How you connect with your fellow worker, sure. with your fellow um, colleague. Uh -huh. And, and the, the, the interesting thing about leadership or leader, the dichotomy between the two, um, others declare you a leader one shouldn't declare themselves as a leader sure. you can you can you can you can um act in 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 leadership at any point in your life mm -hmm. yeah and in any position of yeah. course the ultimate leader is a declaratory thing it's like okay we are now the ceo but sure. you could be a rubbish leader. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have you can have you the can position have the of yes. leader, exactly. but you may not necessarily have the effective so, influence uh -huh. as a leader. Yeah. So I think that you know leadership and having the quality of leadership is a collective responsibility. So love is a collective responsibility. 
So the two should be merged. I mean, if we see how uh, faith leaders or, you know, talk about some of these generals who love their soldiers so much or what have you, but that, that idea that the love for your peoples is mm. so tremendous that you will do everything you can to, you know, provide a conducive environment for them to thrive. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. Let's see everything now, possible. That, that, that's powerful. Yes. Because, so I, I've worked with a lot of leaders o- over the years. And, and one of the things that has bothered me, and I've had lots of conversations about this, is how I, particularly senior leaders, seem to leave their humanity at the door and think, hey, this is just mm. business. Mm. Yet the same leaders in organizations talk about, hey, I want to win hearts and minds. Mm. But how can you win heart and mind if it's just a numbers game, if it's exactly. just transactional? Yeah. When you talk about winning hearts and minds, so you said there, just you know, do, do the people around feel that you are trying to create an environment for them to thrive? Mm-hmm. And if you break it down to the most, the, the smallest unit in, in society is a family unit, right? Mm-hmm. And in that family unit, typically mom and dad want kids to thrive. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a love, there's a desire. Hey, I want what's best for you. I want you to be at your best. I want you to discover your talents and I want you to bring the best of that. And some organizations mm-hmm then say, hey, we want to be a family environment. Why? Because we mm. want people to thrive. And so, mm-hmm. so I think when people get that, they'll understand what you're mm. saying. It's like, actually, it makes total sense. Of course, I yeah. should want to bring love. Not necessarily it's this sort of kind of romantic love, but a real Touchy family feeling. type no. <laughs> love where yeah. Yeah. if I define love as wanting the best for another person, around Mm. me even if it costs me something then that sort of environment i cannot imagine especially from a leadership perspective you not winning hearts and minds you're not creating this environment where people are willing to do what it takes to serve to contribute for the common good so yeah Yeah. and and the thing is we've all we probably have all seen it um you know the, the work i'm doing at the moment i have people you know, that bending over backwards because aid they and freedom, let's define that, but given latitude to explore, given latitude to, you know, bring new ideas, to implement them, you know, not all in sundry, of course, it's a discussion. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's circular. Um, and th- this for me is, is, is a powerful thing. And it, the, the conversations you get in, you see that you're now, it's not, you don't want to, you know, it's not, I need to know everything in your personal life. That's not, that's not the point, but sure. the point of being able to understand that this person sees me beyond a unit in this workforce mm, mm, mm. is really, you know, so again, the humanity side of it is all important. And when we somehow extract that from it and just, you know, break it down. So with this kind of data driven world that we're in, I understand it's, it's fine. The devil's in the data. Fine. Uh, but there's a, a beyond point that even some of those analytical uh, tools don't understand, sure. yes. you know, yeah. and they say, oh, it's only because we haven't got to the data point yet. What we'll get there. <laughs> sure. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's still things in, in nature that we don't 
properly understand there's still things in in life we still don't really know how the mind works how the brain works yeah and there's neurologists going on and on and on and on on. so there's a mystery of life that's actually important to tap into and you know be resolved that we are in a state of being that may not ever get to the point of knowing everything we will not i i mean it's not for me to declare that but Mm -hmm. i just it's why is that our pursuit anyway? Mm, mm. But to, you know, the, the pursuit of um, your workforce, I, we have a task here. We have something to produce, something, some service to deliver. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? So um, the love that's internal should be reflective to the love that's external. And so when you come to look at our activities in, in, on the planet Earth, we, you know, we can say, oh, there's a lot of strange stuff going on. I mean, uh-huh. some people say, ah, this is very hippified. And I'm not saying that, you know, like, for example, say in the extractives, nobody's saying that you can't extract minerals or you can't do, you know, you can't plow the Earth. But there's a way you can do it that if you truly love the environment, mm-hmm. you will actually find a way. To do that mm. job, to do that activity in a more, they will say sustainable in today's language sure. way. Yeah. And yeah. what's happening now because that is on the agenda? What's happening now because it's a, a forced point into the boardroom is that mm-hmm. now they're finding methods, methodology to do things better. But what I'm saying is maybe this is unrealistic. Should it be something that's forced on? our companies or if our companies actually have are also in love with their environments the corporate Mm -hmm. entity now not Mm -hmm. the ceo Mm -hmm. it's made up but you know constitutionally how you draw up that company so let's get into the company side now how you reflect in your constitutive documents how your company is in love with its immediate environment how your company is in love with its mm. labor force you would come with a very different outcome in my view sure. and there are some companies that are doing it that way and we must challenge ourselves so going back so i want to circulate it so thinking of ubuntu you know mm-hmm. our task is like right let's let's draw up an ubuntuist way of dealing with life let's have an ubuntuist contract an ubuntuist way of investing let it, let it seep through, not just in the talk that I'm doing here, but let it be real. Sure. Let's have this platform, <clears throat> this network, hosted in Africa network, delivering that Ubuntu is promise. Am we just going to give you some nice apps that you're happy with? Or are we going to give you something more? Are you there going to give yourself some more? I'm saying this now because that's, that's what we're doing. Sure. We're saying this is not just going to be some wonderful apps where we become trillionaires. Mm-hmm. No, you are part of this. You are invested in this. And, you know, if you are truly a circular organization, the benefits of whatever this entity uh, uh, derives will be passed on to our members. It's on TV. Remind me in 10 years time. Remind yeah. me in 10 years time I said this, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's, it's been captured. Camera. Everyone's going to <laughs> hear it now. I, I want to just start wrapping up by unpacking something because the whole Ubuntuist emphasis that you're drawing on here touches on 
a, a really important element for our effectiveness, our, our resilience, our impact as leaders, which is how do we see ourselves? What, what's our identity? And I'm going to, in, in lawyer terms, I'll sort of, I'll make this case and see where, it, where, where the witness goes with this. But um, <laughs> I would say that if you have a sense that you've got this incredible worth as a human being, as a brother and sister of your fellow brothers and sisters on this planet, then you could, with a, a generosity of spirit, operate in this mm -hmm. way because you trust in a, you've got an abundance mindset, you have a belief that uh, if everyone benefits, hey, we all benefit and your worth isn't in, hey, my worth is in what I do or, or what I have or, or what people say about me, but I just have this incredible worth and therefore I can express that through this way of operating. So as, as a way of just wrapping up, you know, here's a final question for you. And, and once again, I'll sort of lead the witness with yeah. uh, what you've been talking about this incredible vision and this focus would suggest that you've got an incredible perspective on life. I, I, I often talk about it as an optimistic worldview that leaders have that really help them be um, resilient and, and impactful where you've got an abundance mindset, right? Mm -hmm. That allows you to uh, offer your best to the world and you're not defining your sense of worth by what you have or what people say about you or, or what you do those are an expression mm. of a, a deep understanding of your innate sense of of worth and when you're when you have that perspective as a leader you're able to do what you're doing which is say hey this isn't about me this is bigger than me and so I can offer and create this space that enables us to build something incredible for the world. Just react to that. Way, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds um, very important <laughs> somehow, <laughs> and and that's not that's not the point as far as I'm concerned. I I, I mean I do see it as something that um, will or has the potential to become, you know, important. But like you said, the abundance, and I, th I love that word, and, you know, and I use it a lot as well, abundance. You know, I, I think particularly um, Africa's heritage was, and it seems bizarre in, in the sense of where it's at today, in some respects, it is to such an extent built on that fundamental of abundance and therefore you can be much more welcoming in, in lots of ways to lots mm. of people who may not have the same intent as you and, and we don't need to go into history but you know a lot of that is what it's about and when you think about where Africa is mm. um, and I'm focusing on Africa because it's also a center point of humanity I think we have to understand this you know the oldest genome is in Africa um, and that is still reflective and mm when you think about you know some of the terminologies that are used about the continent mm -hmm. um, and so on much comes at us and this is you know it's a kind of ma micro macro thing mm -hmm. 
a lot comes to us as you know in our everyday lives kind of externally sure and we've got to make sense of it that's why i was talking about the consciousness mm -hmm. um previously we've got to kind of make sense of it in the immediate moment and then go back to reflect and and go back to it and i think the continent of africa is very much in that uh, mold you know so much is it's been told what it is it's been told it's you know it needs to develop it needs to become you know we're in developing nations and yet we're the the oldest and in some respects the wisest like if we go deep deep into you know how how we've lived and how we've survived and gone beyond that so that microcosm of of the continent is reflective in in us and when i say us now i do mean the globe i do mean mm -hmm. that because that innateness of of that ability to to survive, to thrive, and go beyond, is not just you know posited in in the continent of Africa. It, it has an origin point there, absolutely, and I think that's important. So I you know when I think of you know our lives and and who we are and and connect that up with our day to day, our history, and where we want to go, and and I vortex that through the continent of Africa to a large extent, but say this is a universal force, this is a global force, is, you know, we're, we're in a kind of regenerative state. We are regenerating. Um, I don't use the word developing. We're not developing. We're not infantile. We're not like babies in the developmental stage. Mm. We are regenerating, you know, who we have been and our state of affairs and reconnecting to our excellence, reconnecting to our deep um, you know, systems of governance, systems of justice, and so on and so forth. It may seem sometimes far off, but that's because, again, who points the, the camera at, at us? Who points the camera at, at the world? It, it's not necessary. You're not necessarily saying it in your voice. And that's why it's important. I think this is really important, if I can leave on this point, is that however everyone else defines your world <laughs> define it yourself mm. it's so important mm. it's so important to having you know i don't it's not my business it's in lots of ways what you think of me mm. you know mm -hmm. it'd be nice if you think i'm a decent person and I, you know i want to do good but some mm -hmm. people will just look and say no no however it is where they're at you must define your space and you know i choose and i you know i i choose for to be around people and to help to uh, inculcate that idea of of love of abundance and of shared spaces mm -hmm. that's so important for for the world i truly and fundamentally believe in and i don't say that it's all there at a click of a finger but sure. that is the kernel that's what drives me and over and above all of that is the, my connection to my creator mm. and it's bringing the two together they're not inseparable they are so intertwined and again to end on that note of love mm -hmm. yes it can be i mean you know some people sound ferocious sometimes it doesn't mean love is always gentle sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is. You we're know? not just talking about you know. Nice it's not pacifism and here. I'm not. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm giving every not point of who I am into what we're trying to to bring into into sure. existence. What is in existence? But really, just bringing it out and saying, look, let's connect with so many of us. Let's do it. And so many are doing it. It's not. It's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Many people are doing this stuff, and that's mm -hmm. to acknowledge as well. The force is there. It's, it started. It started, and you know what? It's infectious. 
I should maybe not use that word. <laughs> I shouldn't use that word. Yeah. In, in, the, in, our, in the period in we are in. And I'm in, not in, say, in the, yeah. no, well, yeah. hey, a laugh is infectious, right? So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, infection still has good connotations <laughs> in our yes. COVID-impacted yeah. world. Um, so let's let's wow. you know let's drive let's drive and you know the reality that we fundamentally believe in we can see we can feel we can touch and you know what sometimes it's not even good to have it as a comparator point to somebody else's uh, definition of who you are and who we are and we do that i mean it's a natural state we say you know we've been in this state and so we need to be this so it's always in comparison to you know you're almost validating that other place as being sure. the place that we need to be no africa is a beautiful space mm. global africa is a tremendous place it's a center point of the world always has been always will be and that's not to say that to the denigration of anywhere else is for us to really fundamentally believe where our continent is on this mm. planet earth it fuels so much and so we have to use that energy use that energy be part of that energy to propel our fortunes and our friends fortunes in a much more dynamic equitable you use whichever word you want to use <laughs> but let's bring it because we need it we sure. need it yeah. And, you know, some people will be listening to this. It's, Femi, are you not seeing the disparities that are happening in the world? Yeah, before things fall, you know, they can go even further crazy. Where we start to realize sure. there's a new reality on the horizon. And wow. it has started. Wow. Wow. Wow, Femi. Some incredible words a great vision um i love your passion and what you are doing and facilitating this incredible space for um lots of entrepreneurs professionals across the continent and no doubt this is something people need to realize as well is that what you're doing doesn't just positively impact across africa it will positively impact our world because at a fundamental level we really mm. are brothers and sisters in um, this human race. So thank you for all that you've shared. Been great having you on the show. And to all our listeners and viewers, I'm sure they've enjoyed listening to you. We'll put <laughs> your details in the show notes so people can find out more about Hosted in Africa, connect with you. And just a, a final word from me to our listeners and viewers, remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day, everyone. See you on and the next thank show. thank you, Obi. Thank, thank you, you so Femi. Much. Thanks again for coming. Uh, thanks again for coming. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.